Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. I'm a lot like chocolate matzah. Sweet and sometimes fresh. <laughs> I don't hate. I caffeinate. Okay, I also hate too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, literally, that was incredible. That was iconic. And guys, it's Andy's Girls. It is a Passover Easter spectacular also known as episode 401 and I am so excited to have a guest a return guest to AG first time in the clawfest it's heaven you know him as comedian writer co-host of the iconic podcast virtual reality for page six and not another true crime for Betches Media Welcome back to Andy's Girls. It's been too long, too long, Danny Murphy. So happy to be back. I literally think last time I had undiagnosed day before diagnosed COVID. <gasps> no. it, over Zoom, because I think it was like 2020 or like... I think it was 2020. 2020 something like that. And I remember, and I remember or being 2022 like... 2022 or 2023. Truly, I'm like, how many times have I had it? And, I've just, and I remember just being like, oh, this is fun. I was like, oh, but why am I getting so hot? Why am I getting so confused? And then I remember the next day. So I'm glad to be... Oh my God. Clean bill of health. IRL for this one. We're testing positive energetically <laughs> today is the difference. And I also have to let the AGs know. So you do sort of almost like a salon style event. Ooh. Right? Yes. Don't we want to call it that? I love calling it that. So you've done live events, obviously, for virtual reality, which is has been incredible to oh, see you oh in God. front of the pod, Evan Real, just like Honestly, oh, but you two, you two together, it's like, it's giving like buddy comedy rom-com <laughs> energy. Like it's that you're the perfect compliment to each Aww. other. But I've also seen you at Club Coming. Yes, our, our shared home. Our shared home. And you were so incredible hosting. Is it called Venti Events? It's called Venti Events. I Venti do, Events, right, right, right. I, I feel like every quarter or so I'll have a panic where I'm like I need to be doing something and I'll send an email to them and do a show <laughs> and then I'm like oh this is so exhausting but they are so fun to do shows there and I saw you do one there too which is heaven I mean well I have to tell you it's like shared mozzling each other but I have to say mozzle of the day because I remember seeing venti vents and you had like it, I don't even remember what the interaction was but you were like shooting the shit sassing with an audience member <laughs> and I was dying like I was almost weeping I was laughing so hard Dylan Hafer and I went together and it was so funny so guys if you have a chance to see this gentleman person extraordinaire live you have to go it was it was honestly like such a bright spot I remember it's one of those things where it's like you don't remember a specific quote but you remember how you felt oh. and I felt so I was so happy you were you brought a lot of happiness to me that night that, I have to say that makes me so happy because my entire like comedic energy when I go into hosting live shows or doing like stand-up I'm like I'm not gonna I like if I try to write something it just is not like if I write something I'll be like oh I don't want to do any of that and I, I'm like 
I just want to make sure everyone has a good time. Yes. So I'm glad that you, la- I'm like, no one has to think that I'm like amazing. I just want them to leave being like, oh, that was fun. So I'm glad that that is exactly what happened. And you know what's great about your following too is I thought the whole audience, everybody was there because we just like wanted to smile and laugh. And yeah. some of us like needed to. It's, yeah, yeah. it can be dark. Like the world can be dark. So like just having those outlets where you go and you just... God forbid, just like liquid enjoyment. My oh, God, yes. it's hard to find sometimes. Not checking your phone for an hour, no. just laughing, being around people who are just like in a good vibe. Yes. It's, it's Hold on to that when you have it. <laughs> oh my God. And I have to say, so you've done these live events with Housewives, with yes. Bravo Labs. The last one that I saw was like a Valentine's themed <laughs> couples event with help me with this it was joe and melissa joe and melissa gertie and her husband whose name i just forgot russell russell uh lindsey and carl and then dolores and polly and dolores and polly and it was the first time i think anybody had heard polly like long form people were swooning over him yes but also the energy i really felt is that oh the entire bravo universe Mm. treats dolores like they're like family like, people are, yes. like, looking at Polly up and down, like, you better do our girl right. Uh-huh. Like, they, she has so many people on her quarter. And Polly seems like a great guy. So I'm glad that they found each other. I don't have a ton of regrets, but I have to say, so um, we're recording this before uh, Easter and Passover. Well, no, Passover's happening. Happy Pesach. Oh, my God. <laughs> the worst. Um, but before, actually, even AG400 goes up, it's going. we're recording this Friday. It goes up tomorrow. But our my four hundredth guest for Andy's girls was a certain someone you might know as Christopher Mansell. Oh! <laughs> Stop! I'm sitting on. Oh! He does not know about the pillow and the cloth. As he does not know about the holiday card. Um, oh! God, God help us if he's listening. How did now. you keep your composure? I was completely fine. I oh, truly because it's like I. <laughs> I don't know if this is good or bad. I was telling Dylan Hafer this earlier today, but I was like, yeah, so like when the ep began, I was like, just so you know, you're like the Tom Cruise to my Rosie O'Donnell, which is not. <laughs> and I was like, but I have like a, a genuine romantic. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if like, you set yourself up for future endeavors with that. Absolutely didn't. And he was like talking about dating and stuff. And I was just like, if you could imagine, I'm obviously like, we're zooming. He was zooming yeah. from Caroline's basement, which was an iconic <laughs> moment, even though I absolutely invited him to the office oh, um yeah. but there was like a moment where he was talking about like dating and the people he like looks for and i was just like you know like looking behind me you're literally kind of, like, to quote rosie put me in coach like you're just a league of their own right now i was a hundred percent like can someone oh. please tap me in in this moment but why am i me- oh because i don't have a ton of regrets but i didn't deep dive about dolores which i regret but it was not that it's one of those things where it's like easy to you know, kind of critique a moment, forgetting how you felt mm-hmm, during it. And mm-hmm. it was just the conversation was not leading in that way. It was so, sort of like a more serious, nuanced him, sort of the process of processing being on reality yeah. TV and being on Housewives. But I really wanted to be like, so what do you think about Polly and Frank? Like, I know. And Dolores being full time when she was doing background work for a while. That I would be really curious. And also because they are. They, those manzos, they because they have ownership over New Jersey because they've been around for a while and it is very. They always have a very particular taste and take yes. to themselves. But then it's that hard thing too, where you're like, what can I ask without them like flipping a switch or flipping the zoom off? 
Totally. <laughs> and, you know, in light of even New Jersey this week oh. with Dina coming up in conversation, it's like. Or lack thereof for Dolores' conversation. Uh, <laughs> Dolores is honestly such a fucking boss. And I was watching New Jersey the first time, one of two plus times that I watched it. But the, the I was like talking to myself sort of on social while I was watching it and just thinking like, why isn't Dolores in my top five? You gotta, you gotta reorganize some things because she, she is, should be. She really should be because she gives just like what you want a New Jersey housewife to be giving, and she's definitely one of them. Like all of, I feel like all of them. You have moments where you're like, okay, you're trying, like, and that's fair. Like, like everyone should mm. be like, oh, you're trying to do something here. Dolores, I feel, is just only doing what she thinks is right in that moment. Right. And it's why I, I, she really is so high up for me. And you know what? Like think, thinking a little bit about the way that, I mean, McMansions aside, the way that <laughs> Teresa and Melissa have kind of changed, shall we say, since the show began, they appear differently, even in the clothing that they're wearing, the glam and everything else. It feels sometimes in watching them, like you're watching TV stars. You're mm-hmm. watching people. There might be more of an element of performance. And while, you know, Dolores looked like fucking unbelievable oh. at that event, she was, she looked spectacular and she's obviously gorgeous. But I just get this sense from her in her presence and in how she, and who she shows us on TV that like it just feels like she hasn't changed at all. The I show hasn't yeah. affected her. Even, even in ways that could be seen as positive. It's not a negative thing to have a show affect you. It just feels like there's a sense that she wouldn't be challenged in that way by it, which I love. Yeah, she really is the one that you can just like picture going to the restaurant down the street, going to stop and shop, yes. just doing all these things where she's just like, oh, I'm just the lady from Jersey. Like I'm not anything else or ever being like, oh, well, as a star. Like she really has no ego in that mm. regard. And it's very endearing in a sea of people who have a lot of egos, which understandably. And I feel like everybody on New Jersey probably does go to Stop and Shop, but I don't see that about other franchises. But like even her behavior and group dynamics, like even if she is like fucking coming to blows with Jen Aiden, I'm like, you know what? I think she really would get in somebody's face if they were pissing her off. Like I do think she is Patterson Dolores. Yeah. And then I like to the second that she found out like, oh. Jennifer Aiden is dealing with something in her life. She's like, oh, let me get lunch with her. She's like, oh, I hate. She's like, oh, I hate hearing that. <laughs> like, she's never, like, taking, yeah. like, joy in what yeah. someone is going through. She's like, can't we all get along? And she tries to do that. She does. But I think she's also, like, I don't know. She will kind of, not dangle a carrot, but, like, she will, you know, say to someone, let's move forward. But she's not going to forget in a way that feels unrealistic. Yeah, she's not, she moves forward in the sense where she's like, I have held a relationship with a man who cheated on me for 20 years. Like, she's like, I can yeah. I can get past this and be cordial type of stuff. I feel like there's so much happening in the Bravo sphere, in the Bravo world. You and I are both still recovering from Sandoval being on Watch What Happens, which we will absolutely get to, and VPR and everything that's going on. It's just been absolutely insane to be a Bravoholic this week. But while we're in and on the conversation of New Jersey, 
I kind of just want to get your thoughts about how you feel about New Jersey, just even in general this yeah. season. Are you enjoying it? Does it feel stale? Are you just kind of disconnected from it? Or have you found yourself potentially even more invested? Like how, what's your temperature check spiritually? It's funny whenever I, like I can't go on, I feel like Twitter during or like the day after the show because mm. like I just feel like I'm like, let me just have like my own thoughts process. to process because then I I'm like, because then it's like half of my tweets every single time is like, Boston needs to get off the show. We're tracing the and I'm like, I have mm. been enjoying it. And I know I feel people are kind of like the Teresa Melissa thing. They're saying it's running stale, but I just think it's running how it. It's, all, it's running out. It's running but out. Like not in a stale way. Not in a stale way. It's kind of like we're watching the end of it. Yeah. So it's sort of a thing where it's not people are like, oh, they're beating it to death. And it's like, yeah, they have. And you're seeing the emotional turmoil on them. Like there are people are always like, why are they crying all the time? And it's like, because I think this is when it's over for them. And I like, and I mean, that's awful to watch, but I really enjoy the new additions that are in. And I like Mm. the cast. And I think they all have a very good dynamic knowing that that Teresa Melissa drama is so central, but none of them are, well, most of them are not taking joy in it. Mm. Like at least, cause it's like, you would think like the Marge being like friends with Melissa would be like, oh yeah, F Teresa. She's like, no, try, like try to do, like a lot of them are trying to hopefully Mm. mend fences. I don't know if, Jennifer Aiden is doing that sometimes yeah. with uh, Laura, whoever, but. <laughs> Which we need to talk about that moment. <laughs> and it was so funny. I just want to say justice for Seema, the Turkish coffee reader on the Real Housewives of New York, who did a reading for me during COVID Wait. over Zoom. And we did like a little tech because it was right at the beginning of like trying to figure out how what Zoom, Zoom even is. is. Yeah. And so we did a tech that was not recorded, but like ironically was for the purpose of making sure we could record from oh. me where I am and uh, Seema in her house. And she was like, listen, before, like we were right in the middle of talking and she's like, I just need to tell you something. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and she told me something. And I just started crying because it was there. It's just it's like I don't want to be one of those people. But I do also believe that like some people just have an understanding. Like I don't even I don't even know if it has anything to do with spirituality or just a person sometimes like knows. And she said something to me that nobody would know. That's like not on any kind of social. That was very specific and I just immediately was like (laughs) and there were moments when she gave my reading during the app that I cut out because I was was like too personal yeah and because I shared personal stuff with her she's like does xyz and I was like yeah so so and so is dealing with yada yada and another person is yada yada and I didn't need that to be like in the (laughs) it's not really some of it's like not necessary to be podcasting exactly not like public stuff well that's interesting because when i was watching it i was like i want to book one of these so badly oh my god she and she's available like you can and she has like a hundred thousand followers on instagram you can book her she i she is to me the real deal and remembering remember like her when she was on and she was just on girls trip last season but remember when she was on new york who was she talking to she was talking to Dorinda and Carol and Heather Thompson. She knew about Heather Thompson's son. And the way that they reacted, I just, she's, she just, I don't even, she calls herself a coffee messenger. Oh. Because she's that, and I feel that. that. Yeah. Versus (laughs) Jen Aiden sliding into 
somebody's fucking DMs and saying, here's what's going on. Here's the keywords to use. Maybe Jen was inspired by SEMA in New York, but she did not deliver anything but like obvious entertainment yeah she looked at like her leftover curry cup and was like i know what we're gonna do like she really was just like how can i do that and i just loved her eyes the entire time oh my god oh this is real guy it's happening (laughs) Mm She, it was honestly a masterclass in Jen Aiden trying to dial down, which is not if Jen Aiden was being real in that moment and not obviously performing, like trying to be surprised, she would be reacting. But she couldn't react because she would have overreacted, which would have been real for uh, her. Mm-hmm. Her underreacting was so obviously fake. Because that's the thing. If she said like, oh, Margaret, we see the letter L and a knife in your back. She would have been like, see, I told, like, she would have brought up so many moments and she would have tried to make something come up about, like, Melissa or something. Yeah. Yeah, and also the this person being like, oh, I see a literal knife and a literal <laughs> letter L. And then when it came to Jen, she's like, so I think your husband, like, you guys love each other and whatever else. And it's like, oh, babe, but you yeah. were looking at pictures before. Yeah. So now we're seeing a romantic. A romance, we are getting a, cop- a copy of, like, the notebook. Like, what? <laughs> it was just, oh, and endorsements. And endorsements. endorsements. So many endorsements. It doesn't mean any, like, I don't even know what. What that would entail with like the upcoming endorsements for her in this economy? Uh, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but I loved all of those. La- and it's an interesting thing too because what I was seeing online because there was like a very like Teresa was only in it for two minutes on a Facetime. I didn't even notice. Right, I didn't even notice either. I don't mean that as an insult. I genuinely didn't notice. It, and it made me start thinking because like if it's like a. People are now, the theory is like, how would Melissa and Teresa continue to film together? Who would it be? And I was like, oh, okay, this could flow without Teresa, which sounds like a crazy thing to say, but that'd be the same thing about like, Bethany not in New York, Nene not on Atlanta, like, oh my God, you know what I mean? Like, it's crazy until it happens. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, oh yeah. You know what? I never thought, I did not think about the Bethany especially Bethany and Nini. I was like, the world can't exist without them. No. And then I was like, oh, I, I'm like, oh, what seasons did they leave? I like forgot. Like you, you Bethany left uh, season, nine or season oh. f- at the end of season three, she left to do Bethany ever <laughs> after and Bethany get married. Is, I think what Teresa's plan probably will be. Do you think it's, it's going to be Teresa ever after? I could see something like that. I don't know if I'd be seeing it on, like if I'd be tuning in every week. But I, I would be. But I could see her trying to do something because she likes having the daughters involved a lot. And yeah. I, I, I like, like, she definitely has the family ties and, like, people's adoration of her family and curiosity of her family to, like, carry that. But I don't, I just don't know how, like, any of those, like, spinoffs last or... Does it need to? Could she leave to do a spinoff and then, I mean, a la Bethany, come back? Mm-mm. Maybe Let this is dust- just like a little bit of an alt universe she can live in before she returns. That's true. And let some time pass by for them and then see what happens. Do you think it would ever actually happen? I mean, we're months away from finding out, which feels yeah, insane. But I that's know. literally what's going to happen. We will know in a couple months. Because what I could also, because it's interesting, because a lot of people feel Louis loves the camera, which like he does seem to enjoy. Mm. But I think he really, at least seemingly shows us that he hates conflict, confrontation. And he doesn't seem to like the Teresa that 
is around these ladies because he always like and talks to her in ways that I'm kind of like, I don't like this. Mm. Uh, When he's like, you need to stop. You need to like stop yelling. I'm going to walk away from you. So I could see if it's uh, him being like, these ladies aren't good for you. You need to leave Jersey. We're stars. You're a star. Right. Let's do our little thing. Yeah, it's hard because he seems so obviously conflict averse and like allergic to Teresa's sometimes conflict focused or or reactive personality in group scenes. But then he's like her fucking anger fluffer in, you know, like personal scenes like the one with Gia and I think Gabriella where he's like, yeah, your brother's a piece of shit. Like and then in another scene saying Joe is a bitch boy. I don't know how long you were able to. But then we're seeing these group dynamics where he's apparently being brought to tears because he's so upset. I'm not challenging his upset, but I do think this inconsistent behavior it there's a difference to me between like um you know making sure your partner feels supported and heard and mm-hmm. absolutely doubling down on to me just wild phrases and statements it almost a lot of times feels to me like he likes to rile her up so yes. then he could flex his control on her oh. He seems like a very oh, controlling right. person, and yeah. maybe he doesn't even realize that, but he I mean. goes to a lot of therapy, so he, I, allegedly. So I hope they work through that, But because it's what it seems like, where he's like, uh, Teresa, I'm going to start talking to your entire family at a backyard barbecue. Obviously, you're going to come up. Obviously, you're going to see us all talking. You're going to get annoyed. He should know that that would be something that would set her off. And then when she comes over, and he's like, can you not come over? Like, he just really, he likes to set her up to fail so he can be like, this is why you need me. It seems like that. It seems like um, a very... 1,000%. I also so might die well alone, said. so I never trust no. anybody in a relationship. <laughs> I'm just stop. like, why are you trying to control anything? Stop, <laughs> stop. Number one. I feel like with Teresa, you know, thinking in Teresa's mind a little bit, imagine being Teresa where he's amping you up mm-hmm. in private scenes and LOL, their private life. Then you are strolling over to do your job, but also find out what the fuck they're talking about. And this man is telling her, essentially, you're behaving incorrectly and you're embarrassing me, Mm -hmm. embarrassing me. Yet in other dynamics, he's echoing the very same phrases that you would think in these group dynamics he's absolutely horrified by. Yeah, it's really interesting to watch. And I wonder what him and Teresa even think in watching it back or what they kind of see from that because she's like oh wait because I don't know if she would even connect the dots of like oh wait you set me off for that but I think she wouldn't because I do feel like at her core like she's just afraid of being hurt and alone again too and also who is in her circle oh god she's the worst person for this but like who's in her circle to be like hey tree there's some dots like maybe we should like draw a line and maybe see how they connect intersect whatever else like she's not if she's in denial and maybe that's just her personality but like she doesn't have anyone not even to challenge her but just to be like hey babe how we doing with this it's the heart i feel like in a perfect world if they could do it where it's less subdued and not around people and like they both like <laughs> sign a pact to just like let the other side speak and not freak out because I feel Margaret tries to help or like lol curious with that I know a lot of lol because I feel like she has she knows what Louis's doing but doesn't deliver it in a proper way where like anything could be beneficial 
Well, I feel like she knows that she is not supposed to deliver anything ever again. Because Teresa's like, do not come near this. Because if you say his name and it's not followed by he's a superstar. You're done. You're done. And like Danielle's not going to do that. Danielle. Oh, new Danielle? <laughs> no. Ah, no. Okay, I do love her, but no, she's not gonna do it. No, anything. I was I it's I I love new Danielle, but like a part of me was like, Danielle Stop? Like <laughs> I can't. She hasn't taken on the no, name Danielle from New Jersey yet, even it's though a, I love her. I love a new really Danielle. Hard, I'm shocked it's a she hard didn't name. switch to like Danny. A D- Danny or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Or D or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean notes for next time. Well, I do like that they all call her Bouge. Because for a while I was like, who is that? And then I was like, oh, they call her Bouge because Bougie Mama. Oh, because that's and I the name like of that as her a... company? Yeah. Okay, great. Into it. Into Bougie it. Kids or something. Yeah, I'm into that. Yeah, but new Danielle is not going to be like, hey, Teresa, let's have no. an honest conversation about just some inconsistencies <laughs> that I'm seeing while I'm watching these episodes because I'm obviously not present for whatever the fuck is going on in your house. Like Exactly. And some people don't want to know that. No. And also, because it's also a tricky thing where it's like, what is the... And I feel it's a thing like everybody in life comes to like when is it just a couple's thing to sort out and when is it something I get involved with to my friend because you don't want to be like overstepping to the point where they're like okay can you stay away from our relationship and then you're like okay well now I am painting myself into a corner where Mm. I can't help them and I'm also losing the connection I have with my friend Mm. so again so well said and I just think a little bit of the Bethany and Lou, like, oh. it's not about Tom, it's about Tom. Like, the little, the Tom reveal of him, you know, fucking necking someone at the Regency. Uh. Think, And I think a little bit about how that would work with Teresa and Louie, even in terms of, like, not even a witness saw him doing something wrong, but, like, word on the street is there was something written about him in a newspaper yeah. 15 years ago. She, There's such an unwillingness to have anything that approaches not even an honest conversation, but one that lives in a place of reality. I know. She just doesn't. I Because I think she's just like, I. she's like, I had the husband who screwed me over already. I just want... My happiness. And it's like mm. a very pure but naive thing to think that you can just have happiness with no strings attached. Oh, God. It's, and I just wonder, <laughs> like, I just want her to be okay. But every part of me is like, this is not, something is very off with him. Very off. I see a lot. I just feel like I see a lot of, like, red flags with his red face. And I'm like, I don't really know what is going to happen. I'm just, like, worried for, like, the five years from now. Yeah, but I think they'll be together, but I just don't know, like, what her... I'm concerned that... I I really have so much deep concern about what is going to happen to her financially, and it's like, but this Mm -hmm. is her choice. She wanted this. She said over and over again after she went to camp that she learned the lessons and, like, understands things in a different way, and then she just... She doubled down. I know. In a different different context. I get her, because I'm a Taurus. We're both Taurus. We're stubborn, but Trey... I don't have as much money as Teresa, so I, I can make mistakes. And it doesn't have as long lasting an effect. Also, if you were in Louis's position, obviously she listens to him mm. deeply and takes his counsel. 
why wouldn't he be like i get it like the, from like a perspective of it's just not romantic that's it end of conversation but like why wouldn't he encourage her to do this and say listen i i because as she said he's such a financial provider he has so much money like if i was him wouldn't he be like listen i think we should do this because i love you so much and i don't want i want you to know that you will be fine if this if something happens I know, but then I there they really read me as people that think prenups aren't sexy and they don't yeah. understand the concept of marriage being like a merging of assets of like risk and reward versus just it's like legal. It's legality. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. It's so scary to watch. I know. It is. It just it makes me feel something, but then there's also like who knows how this story will continue and in what context we'll watch it. I know. I hope they start doing, because I was shocked, because it would. It, it was so funny that this was the episode, because for the past few episodes, I was like, Rachel Fuda's tagline being like, I'm too busy with my businesses to worry about yours. And mm. I was like, wait, what are the businesses? And then she listed like all nine of them. And I was like, <laughs> oh. I was like, Tracy, you need to start doing the valet company just to have some <laughs> some money on the side, just in case. It made me really worried. I was like, okay, at least her, her ducks were in a row. I know. Rachel is growing on me in a way I didn't like appreciate her as much as I because Danielle just like brings a certain kind of pizzazz Mm -hmm. but Rachel I sort of am getting now where I'm like okay I get it she really brings like millennial like vibes and just I love to how much because it reminds me of older school Jersey in the sense that I just love how mom she is yeah you know what I mean just like the pureness or like the relaxation of her like packing a lunch and like Mm. doing the little photo shoot with her kid and everything like that I was like oh that's really cute and it is fun to like and I understand how the casting shook out to have her like be the full-time person because I know it was between her Jackie and maybe Jen Fessler yeah for that I because like she just has so much personal stuff I feel she's offering to Mm. it I love I love our Jack but I, I I understand as the seasons are episodes are going on how much Rachel is doing airing on the show. And what do you think is going to happen in terms of like the lead up to the reunion? Like, what do you think, how is this going to work itself out when everyone knows the door is already tightly closed? Like at what point are these people going to tap out of relitigating something that is seemingly dead in the water? That's because that's the interesting thing because it's so finished that it's like, what are they going to reunion over? Because the fi- he are, they already didn't go to the wedding. It's already mm. done deal. They did separate BravoCon panels. They mm-hmm. I don't even know if they've seen each other since anything. Great question. And it's kind of at that point where it's like, maybe they just are like, this is, this is it. Mm-hmm. I would almost not prefer that, but like, because I feel so many times, and I feel last reunion was the first time they weren't, they didn't just like put a bandaid over. It was like, you're my family. Mm. And then instead of just being like, we don't get along, mm-hmm. and that's and that's okay. I almost would prefer, even though it's interesting in these recent episodes, I feel Melissa and Louis are making more efforts. Louis has a big question mark over it, but at least they're like showing up in a way that I like would have hoped where it could be like, just go to the fucking engagement party, be civil. Then of course it wouldn't be housewives, and just leave. So I think it's mainly like Joe and Teresa are just so stuck in their ways, and neither of them are going to take wrongness for it because i feel melissa in her confessionals is being like she sees her side we see our side there's truth somewhere in the middle but i don't know if like Teresa or joe will ever say that yeah 
And Joe, I mean, so many steps where Joe not showing up to the engagement party. It's like we understand the symbolism behind that. And it's to I think to Joe moving forward is like it's like this sad kind of state of acknowledging almost a resignation about it versus Teresa, who seems to be like, let's move on and like totally forget the past, except not forget the past. But like. She seems like sprightlier and maybe mm-hmm. that's because she's about to get married. She's in this new dynamic. She's, you know, in her love bubble or whatever else. And Joe, I just think his version of moving forward is thinking forward and knowing that like this isn't necessarily going to tr- work out. That's true. I know. It's so it's so hard. And it's still and it, it still makes me sad. Like when Teresa and the coming attraction in like the wedding fitting or whatever, when yes, she's like, he's not coming. Glam. And I'm like, oh, my God. That's also something. I, I, I was talking to my friends about this. I'm like, not going to what? That is very You impossible. can't come back you, from that. No. If you're the, if she, if her, their parents aren't present, their parents mm-hmm. have both passed. They have a very small family, as I have said. They're estranged from the Wakilis. So, like, <laughs> yeah. the, the small amount of family that they have who even knows at this point to not to not be the one to like walk her down the aisle or be their front row or whatever it was going to be is just it's game over. That's where you're just like, oh, you 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 said everything. You you just put a bow on this. Like it just it's just done. Yeah, because it's like not even moving forward. It's sort of acknowledging the present state yeah. of where the sister is. But I have to say, I have been consumed with this whole pizza oven situation <laughs> and there have been like social media accounts posting about like the pizza oven. Being on facebook marketplace and stuff too yeah, yeah like it's being sold on amazon and someone got receipts and email threads and it's apparently and i, I of course these are people on team well i mean you can find a pizza oven on amazon and not necessarily be on a team but the the then there are accounts that have essentially saying that they have receipts sort of similar to one account posting text threads that obviously support what Teresa and Louis mm-hmm. is saying there is accounts on potentially another side or have a different uh form of receipts that they're sharing just in light of kind of giving more details about the pizza yeah. oven stuff did you see any of this i saw that because the pizza oven that's when i'm like this is now getting into shark tank territory which i do not understand the finances or any of it's this. literally I, getting into shark tank territory I, I, it's literally <laughs> getting into shark Tank because i'm like okay divide the five i'm like I, i'm like i'm done <laughs> i'm like no guys i i am from jersey i went to the same public schools that <laughs> all of this cast love did, it so i into don't it. know um I was seeing all that. So I'm like, it is, I saw the photo shoot of skinny pizza, but then again, I don't know if that was the oven Joe's talking about, or if they were just doing a different a oven. skinny pizza. Like, you know what I mean? So that's the really confusing thing. So I feel there'd be probably like a Twitter account. That's like for Melissa and Joe, it's like, this is the proof. Or then if it's a Twitter account for Teresa and Louie, they're like, they're just doing their own business. Like Teresa has like 8,500 cookbooks like this would make sense for them to do well that's the thing that's really confusing so I in a recent AG was like I don't understand why Joe would bring this to the table and not have like a contract like how the percentages are finding out about that later on like that doesn't make sense to me for someone who wants to go into quote-unquote business regardless of whether or not and that's a big regardless of whether or not it's with a family member but then this other stuff coming out is like no he literally approached his sister with an idea and then I guess Louie really really stepped in and was 
was like, let's make this happen. Mm. I want it to be a, um, I want it to be, uh, you know, I want to be a part of it. I want to contribute financially and Joe thinking, okay, and then I will pick up other financial aspects later on. And then they're ordering a bunch of pizza ovens. And then Joe finds out well after the fact that merchandising has been done, marketing has been done, photo shoots have been done. All of these things happened without his even knowledge and he's like well then i'm tapping out like you're, this is becoming something that has nothing to do with me why and would I, I throw my yeah right which then to me begs the question of like well then why is it over for louis who i guess lost either two hundred and fifty thousand or like a hundred thousand dollars but did you really lose it because if that money went into production promotion marketing or purchasing pizza uh, pizza yeah purchasing pizza ovens why aren't you just selling them? Like, Which they, like if you I guess got are the, if they are on Amazon too. But that's what I don't get is like it seems the way that it's being sold on Amazon is not that it's being distributed. It just feels like it's like random fucking leftover stuff that's being mm. salvaged and sold at a really high, you know, like upsell. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't make sense to me because it's no. like, okay, if you paid $100,000 for a bunch of fucking ovens – where did you receive the oven? Where are they why, now? Yeah. Why aren't we selling a hundred thousand dollars worth of ovens? That's true. Yeah. That makes no sense. Like if he if they had a plan to do skinny pizza, this plan to essentially have their own concept. Like Joe came to them with an idea and they got inspired mm-hmm. and decided to do their own thing and essentially cut him out. He leaves. I don't understand how Louis has lost any money because all of the money has seemingly been spent toward this idea. That, their product. Right. That he and Teresa had. Like, why aren't we moving forward with that? I know. Well, it's why funny. is Joe being blamed for it? It doesn't. It like. It really does I'm not. Really, I don't feel like I'm taking a side. I genuinely from don't From a business it. standpoint, it doesn't make sense. And I, But it is funny you say it because I think what really could bring them all together is the impending lawsuit from Bethany Frankel. Because skinny pizza. She's not going to fly with that. She, I mean, it, it is the fact that we are dealing with another cheater brand, cheater brand that involves yeah. the word skinny is honestly kind of nuts. I mean, it really is full circle. So I'm like, they would have to get on the same legal team. Oh, I'm still waiting for Bethany Frankel to make a skinny shot after she did no Zempic. She's going to just be like, I have my own. Bethany Frankel <laughs> taking any kind of moral stance when her the entirety of her company is marketed around skinny and then she's trying to convince people that that has that the use of the word skinny has nothing to do with diet culture mm-hmm. like the ozempic thing i can't go near with the 10 foot pole because it's so complicated yeah. and so misunderstood and i don't have enough information about mm-hmm. it so it's like i understand the ways in which i don't want to have that conversation yeah. but within the construct of like just the ways that people promote thinness as an ideal for Bethany to be like, that's not great. Because it, it struck me as, oh, you're mad that you have competition now, Bethany. Or like you have, there's a new competitor in town for now people might not need to get skinny girl dressing because they don't need to be conditioned to buy something that is being shoved down their throat as a diet culture thing. She literally used skinny girl to market a line which you can find which bravo at one point promoted skinny girl kids bath no gel hand lotion which i think is like what's the tagline for like chubby children to feel <laughs> oh, heard yeah, like literally. it's so inappropriate oh. to me 
to think that it would be a good idea. You can't even do like Bethany bath. Look, I just Wait, came up with that. I should be a actually, zillionaire. Literally. Like instead she had to use skinny girl. It's not great. No. It's not great. So it's like Bethany in the ways that I don't want to hear you talk about Meghan Markle literally ever <sighs> again. Just like know when it's know when the conversation when you are getting very obsessed in a way that I'm like I'm good. It was a I couldn't. It was a four and a half minute long video. I was like, girl, this isn't even TikTok length. This is what you know. I don't know how do you have this many thoughts on it. Yeah. Ciao, AGs. I am speaking to you right now from Rome, Italy, where I am having a little bit of a European adventure. While I love the city and have had so many unique experiences to historical sites, the Vatican, we went to the Pantheon earlier today, there was a little bit of a hiccup in the apartment that we're staying in. And while I really enjoyed getting to know Fabrizio, the owner of the flat, there was a little bit of a language barrier because I unfortunately do not speak any Italian, even though I have watched The Sopranos all the way through at least three times. And this is where Rosetta Stone comes in. What would have helped me enormously in traveling abroad would have been brushing up, also known as entirely learning, the language of Italian. It could have broken down barriers and conversation with Fabrizio. And I also think speaking the language of the place that you're in is a sign of respect to the locals. It's also the ability to fully immerse yourself in the experience. And me not knowing any Italian, apologies to my grandpa Reno, who did make pizza from scratch, it would have been an incredible and even more incredible memorable experience. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, that's right, German, Chinese, and even more. Rosetta Stone immerses you in so many ways. There are no English translations, so you can really learn, listen, and think in that language you want to learn. It's designed for long-term retention, which is especially helpful for me because while this is my first trip to Italy, I really truly hope it won't be my last. The lifetime membership that Rosetta Stone offers has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in life. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses that Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, AGs can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. Ciao. Hey, AGs. Are you ready to add a touch of luxury to your home, just like the Real Housewives? BCC Villa Rosa. Introducing Home Threads, where style meets comfort for the ultimate glam experience. Picture this. Chic furniture, one could even say chic c'est la vie, that mirrors the elegance of your favorite housewives' mansions. With exclusive designer collections and a curated selection, HomeThreads.com has everything you need to make your space as fabulous as the housewives themselves and always at the best value. Unlike Joe Gorka's initial attempts at windows, perhaps. Now, I have to tell you, I know that Padma is no longer on Top Chef, and may her memory be a blessing, but nothing has made me feel better prepared to host future seasons and potentially even iterations of Top Chef Upper East Side Edition than the Henkel's clad 
10-piece stainless steel cookware set in silver that I got along with a two-piece stainless steel ceramic nonstick fry set from Zwilling thanks to Home Threads. It makes me feel like I am finally ready to be a top chef one egg over easy at a time. They're gorgeous. They look great in the apartment. For someone like me who lives in New York City which with a very small space, what I have in my kitchen is important because guests who come to visit me see it. And I'm so, so thankful to have discovered Home Threads because now I feel fully prepared to make eggs a la Francais. Head over to HomeThreads.com today and live your best Real Housewives life. Go to HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls and get a code for 15% off your first order. Again, that's HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls for a 15% off code off your first order. HomeThreads, love where you live. But it's it is also the thing of like when you're high on your own supply that she has decided mm-hmm. she knows literally everything. And it's like, OK, well, let's play that out. If you know literally everything, why don't we have a real conversation about the ways that many of us celebrated skinny girl cocktails? Mm-hmm. Myself, absolutely. Oh, yeah, same. yeah. And the ways that like we can, you know have a convo about maybe the evolution of some of our perspectives just even having nothing to do with the product itself unlike the skinny girl kids um bath line but just like an actual conversation on like the use of skinny and also because like she could have like it's such an easy thing for her to be like when i founded it this is what company right so many companies that was every company yes i i I feel like that was I, i purchased so many things that was like that thin or like everything like that yeah it's just an understanding of like maybe there's a little bit of a temperature change yeah so for her to be like i'm acknowledging the temperature change except with this huge part of my life is a little i mean it's just a little not passe but it's just like a little ironic i guess yeah it's exhausting too it is exhausting and it's hard because like i i miss old Bethany but Bethany doesn't live here anymore but I still appreciate her like I still like her but like it's just but she was like in my top she was like my number one not even top five it was like the Bethany list of like Bethany 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 more Bethany Bethany again and it's just tough because like when I see her yeah because it's like she just doesn't talk about somebody who doesn't want anybody else around to connect the dots she takes it as a personal insult if she's questioned or checked while saying that she's the one who's like at the absolute best at taking feedback or whatever really is insane i know i was like she just really doesn't have the ability because i'm like she has like 95 podcasts where you could just talk about business talk about the housewives which one do you know why are you getting your foot stuck in all these other things there's like a obliviousness that is so um polar opposite to the ways that we liked her and, and, and how a person can, I mean, talk about somebody um, adjusting to a new environment. She is in a very, very, very different universe than she was when oh, she yeah. first started on Housewives. And good for her, by the way. She oh, yeah. was able to make this essentially global brand. She did incredibly well. She was the first person to monetize Housewives. And by, to me, by far the most successful oh, still, to this day. Yeah. I don't think anybody is necessarily close. And it's just kind of unfortunate sometimes because I'm like oh just like a little bit of a a sense of not even humility but just like 
self-reverential humor and she says that she has it because she quotes her own trademark lines and it's like that's not necessarily the same thing oh she loves she's gonna be doing skinny stand-up soon that's gonna be her next special and it's gonna be oh my god she is it's gonna be at that who's the guy oh joe rogan's austin no woke allowed comedy show or whatever you know it's terrible i don't know anything about it you're saving yourself it's like you can't have it's like you can't have phones and i think it's just where people go to like be awful people so she might fly in there i'm not saying she's aligned with them but i feel like she would love something where she's like i'm just speaking my mind (laughs) i mean well you know speaking of a lack of (laughs) potentially not understanding a person's surroundings or like an awareness we need to talk about the watch what happens of watch what happens which was the watch what happens with tom schwartz that went down and took its place in history. Really did. It was one of the ones where I was like, oh, even when I was about to tune in to watch it, I was like, he never says, he just rambles so much. I don't know if it's going to be that fascinating. And we've already done so much conversation about Scandal, about what's going to happen. And every single sentence he said, I was like, oh, oh, okay. It just completely derailed. What do you think his goal was, if any? I think a part, I feel in his heart, his goal was to try to be like um, Tom Sandoval is imperfect, but still human. I think Mm -hmm. that was like a big message that he kept on trying to pull across. But in his mind, I think he was like, oh, I'm just going to be silly and goofy. And like I do at his core, he likes to be a shitster and a provocateur and like really kind of create chaos but he's like cute and charming and like wearing wrist bracelets or like wrist weights so like can step away from it but this was a time where it was like all eyes were on like andy didn't really let him off and there was just constantly digging himself so i think Mm. he was realizing oh my cute tricks aren't working that much yeah and the ah shucks of it it seems to be like i don't know that it's necessarily a dying breed but it does feel more it does feel like a cleaner clearer view to exactly how he's behaving and or performing it because it, that after because especially with it airing right after the episode mm. with uh where he just like dragged katie like through so much mud and i mean do i think katie should have been like oh, watching Tableside guac while she was getting married no but i don't think she needs to be getting put through <laughs> the like hell that is how schwartz is treating her right now and it's just like it's so painful and i feel that really was an episode showing like Oh, Schwartz always gets like the cute boy, like, oh, you're like, oh, you're just Schwartz. But now it's like wearing off very quickly. It feels like, and no disrespect to this person, but it does feel like if the worst aspects of a Jimmy Fallon caricature joined <laughs> Vanderpump <laughs> Rules, <laughs> where I'm like, you're preening so much, where a part of your shtick is breaking the way that people criticize him on SNL for just constantly breaking character because either he needed to or he knew the audience would get a response Mm -hmm. and i feel like schwartz in that way is playing to an invisible audience those of us at home who may be like we're like oh he's adorable like he's real fun but it's not landing nobody's laughing it was like because it was a thing where he was really adorable and funny and i feel because like for a while he was kind of being like they were almost like a sitcom trope where he'd be silly and katie's like tom yeah but now it's like oh he's dealing with a real life thing of a divorce and how to navigate that and be a person. And we're seeing how much he just does not have the ability to do that well or the care to do that well too. 
we're kind of like, ugh, how are you making a side with the people who are like, <laughs> kind of like taking over this wedding uninvited? But you do. Yeah. And there is often a conversation that I've heard people have in in significant long term. I mean, every relation, many relationships can be significant regardless of whether or not they're long term. But in romantic long term relationships where people, couples in crisis are just kind of going through something or maybe just acknowledging the state of their relationship, talk about how they love someone but don't like them. Mm -hmm. And Schwartz to me feels like the kind of guy who's like, Regardless of even the love, um, LOL, regardless, I like Katie, but I'm not going to treat her well. I, I deserve to have Katie remain in my life regardless of how I continue to mistreat mm -hmm. her. Like, you are no longer married to this person, no. so you're talking about how surely you guys can still appreciate each other and I will still want to hang out with her. And it's like, okay, but do you deserve that? Because you're not treating her with as I would hope you would treat a friend unless you're thinking about, about how Sandoval has treated you. If that is the mirror that you're trying to say is bad, but also perfectly fine, mm. then there's a little, little bit more insight here. But also this is someone who you were married to and in some kind of romantic relationship or partnership with for upwards of a decade Literally. and you don't get that like a friend you need to be friendly toward a friend and like you can't even have like the grace of being like oh let me check in with how they're feeling or take any ownership of anything too she doesn't deserve to feel the way that no. she does oh. she's essentially what he said on watch what happens and on the fucking after show when he referenced her as a monster i think twice before like, yeah John Owen, who was the people's people's guest on mm -hmm. Watch What Happens, doing the absolute work, a triumphant, I think, first time maybe <laughs> on Watch What so. Happens. He was fantastic, as I think many of us have acknowledged. But it, it, you're, you're calling her a monster while telling Andy, a, like, completely shocked and honestly confused Andy that you and Katie are fine, when very obviously things are not okay while also saying she essentially doesn't deserve to feel the way that she does. And if she does feel a certain way, it's her fault for feeling that. And it's so comical that he's saying that at the same time being like, oh, she's trash. But everybody like, Tom's just flawed. Like, grant, grant Sandoval some <sighs> grace, but let's like hang my ex-wife out to dry. I was in a fucking, we don't even need to talk about it. But like, not a great kind of like, weird gray area with someone and I remember having a conversation mm. with him at one point about it was like an ex was dropping off stuff and he was so upset that she didn't want to see him that she was like leaving stuff outside and I remember him specifically saying something along the lines of like I don't understand why after you break up with someone you can't be friends like I deserve to have this person in my life like don't they understand that like friendship should come with the end of a romantic whatever and I said to him I was like because I am that girl which doesn't typically work out with the kind of guy that I've dated for reasons that I should probably learn from <laughs> but I was like well what did you do to her yeah I was like what's the reason that she wouldn't want to see you I am sure she's not just doing that because of timing there's an obvious reason she doesn't want to see you what would compel her to ensure that she doesn't see you and also why do you think you deserve yeah to have a friendship with her what do you say he was like 
he did, he was confused as to why he should think yeah. about person's feelings, and then he uh, treated me like shit. So well, there it. you go. Okay. There you go. There the, you go. The Tom Cruise to your Rosie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna be watching him mowing grass no. anytime soon. But um, <laughs> there is like that kind of inexplicable confusion, frustration, yeah. anger that some people feel as to why they can't own another person's time mm-hmm. where it's like you don't necessarily deserve to be put in this person's universe and if you continue not to understand or deny the reality of context clues like what else is there they don't want to play pretend anymore they don't want to pretend that this is adorable they don't want to pretend that they have to put up with this it, you're toxic and it is interesting too because i feel because i think john was saying that he thinks schwartz is conflict avoidant yeah but oh, I, Sandoval. Or, oh Sandoval Sandoval oh okay no 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 oh, Schwartz Schwartz okay I was one of them and I was no, like no no you were right conflict okay. avoidant because Con- I yeah, feel Schwartz, he's Schwartz, like Schwartz 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 because I'm like no he'll have conflict but I really feel he's like consequence avoidant such a good point because that's the thing he loves to cause conflict but if anybody has yeah. a side effect of that conflict or calls him out on any of it it's when he's like uh, I don't, like and just darts out or goes like why are you doing that? Why are you doing it? Like, it just really is so that. A hundred percent. And also two peas in a pod with Sandoval. Mm-hmm. Same thing. And it's like. We'll the take si- Teddy and Tamron's t- <laughs> God forbid. But it's, it is the same thing in it. I think it also is why there was almost an, not an edge, but just like this, like air of mystery around how Schwartz was like, yeah, Sandoval was like maybe a piece of shit, but like, don't treat him like that. Like maybe, maybe he did things that don't make sense, but like give him a hug. Like maybe he did stuff, but also, you know, like maybe he did do this thing that's indefensible, but here are 15 reasons why he should be defended. And why didn't I tell Ariana? Cause everybody already knew cause it was an open secret, except it was a secret that we had to ensure to protect. And the reason that Sandoval felt so comfortable and she, and that a weight was lifted after he told me was because he knew that I would keep his secrets, which mm-hmm. was an obvious secret and one that I needed him to tell Ariana, except he didn't need to tell Ariana because telling Ariana was a thing that didn't matter because their relationship was over, except he didn't actually break up with her. He kept promising me he would. And then we went skiing. And, you know, um, Joe was there, who's this person I don't like to mention ever, including while filming is happening because she's this like, roommate who I am possibly in a relationship with fully but Sandoval and I went on a boys trip skiing and like yeah I invited Joe at the end and then Sandoval smuggled in Raquel I'm like that's not how that worked no I guess his girlfriend or whatever came with the person Sandoval was in a relationship Mm -hmm. with so I'm wondering how he smuggled her in and was Joe aware of it or was she shocked too maybe she wasn't smuggled in Except to say she was so other people didn't find out that these two obvious couples were vacationing together. It's like none of this makes sense. And yet Schwartz knows that and he depends on people thinking, well, he's adorable. So that's how this works out. It's Andy saying instead of being like which he also did, which I love. But like Andy was like, I need to give you tips after. And it's like, LOL, you don't just continue this happening Mm -hmm. forever and ever until the end of time but also like who would Andy and and he could have been joking also too but like who else would he say I'm going to give you tips after the whole point is to uh, sort of appreciate this rare moment of someone absolutely exploding in real time floundering in real time 
to the point where it's like they're even like you know because it's Schwartz going on the talk show on his network. I'm sure they probably were like these are things coming up. Do you have answers to them? And he probably was like yeah 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 yeah. And it's like these are the answers you think any person watching this is going to take and be like oh okay got it. Yeah, there's an appreciation that Schwartz doesn't have a filter and that he is seemingly not interested or willing or available to be managed in the way that a lot of other mm-hmm. people really want to be a la Raquel, who's it's like a swing and a miss with all of her crisis comm strategy. Oh, yeah, yeah, and I would yeah, say yeah. in many ways, same with Sandoval. Schwartz doesn't want to do that. And there's something appealing in the chaos because it does feel like a rarity. That's mm-hmm. a lot can be applied to Scandoval as well. But also, it's like he does get away with the adorkability factor, and it's maddening, but also not because he's good at it. That, and also, he has no care about like, okay, what do I do in a crisis? Because he knows he never has to be in charge of anything. He's like, oh, I can just blow everything up, and someone will save me. I think that's just his mentality. Someone always does. Someone always does. Katie's been doing it for the past decade. I don't know who is doing it for him now. Probably Joe. But it just, he's like, oh, I don't need to like plan anything out. I'm just going to like do what I do. And if someone gets mad at me, no, they won't get mad at me. And you know, so I feel like I am now deep into the VPR universe in a way that I don't Mm -hmm. remember being so invested in so long. I literally didn't watch last season. I just watched the reunion because it won't look great. But. I'm like, a lot of people have thoughts and feels about a justice for Katie positioning of like, listen, now maybe that there's more of an understanding Mm. of like the ways that she reacted because of the pressure or stress she was dealing with and the fact that she probably felt isolated and misused in uh, the ways that she was being shown on TV versus people having more empathy for the dynamic in her relationship. And I'm like... God, do I need to rewatch VPR? <laughs> How many seasons of it are there? So many, 10. Like, I can't even have a thought or feel about that because I don't remember. Sp- I can't do a recall the way I can about Housewives. I know. And it's hard because it's the thing where you also then have to just look at things differently because I do love myself. Music kills Kate. I love her. She has pissed off a lot of people, rightfully so, and has been kind of in bully shoes. Wasn't she Stassi's, like, consigliere for a long time? The Witch is a Weeho. They were right. a trio. But then you kind of think of it now, like very Joni Mitchell's both sides now, Ooh. where you're like, oh, is this just her acting out? Because now we fully get a full glimpse. I mean, we all knew their marriage was not perfect, but like just how much through the ringer she was. And it's like, oh, maybe you would like chug a lot of drinks and yell at like a random girl in your group because your husband is not supporting you one single inch. Yeah, how much of Tequila Katie would we have seen if she was in a different dynamic, not taking away from any responsibility, but also understanding that at some points, some of the bad Katie was a marketing strategy developed or managed, honestly, managed very successfully by Sandoval Mm -hmm. and her fucking, you know, boyfriend slash husband. Yeah, and that's the thing, because then it just kind of became a constant cycle, almost in like, the Louis Teresa or the like, oh, there's Katie being crazy again. Schwar- right. Like Schwartz, what are we, what is your, what is your wife doing? And then like Katie's frustrated because she's like, nobody understands what I'm going through. And there were a lot of seasons I feel like, and Ariana almost too, like where Katie and Ariana were just depressed. And I don't think it was fully because of the relationships they were in, but I don't think it helped 
mm-hmm. that they were in those relationships because they didn't have partners that were like supportive, supportive, and like because the thing it's like even Sandoval we've seen oh, in recent headlines and stuff like that, and I feel even through it's like we just don't have sex anymore, and it's like oh, that's not a requ- like she's depressed and it doesn't you don't make her feel like that is something she wants to be doing, obviously. So that shouldn't be like a bargaining or a bartering tool or like something to dangle in front of her as a shame thing. And also her being like, you still don't treat me well. You still don't support me. You're taking sides for other people, including Raquel and Sheena. And instead of him like taking the note in any way, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think like if this person, also known as your wife, files for divorce and you don't want it, but you have an understanding that it's over. So it's just entirely possible that you have no kind of internal reckoning of like, wow, I wonder why she's filing for divorce. And even if I disagree with it, me hearing her argue and express the same kind of sentiments that she shared maybe for several years, maybe while she's having a conversation with you about said divorce, the fact that you're still like, that's not reality. Mm -hmm. Like we're still saying her experiences don't exist and that she is the quote unquote provocateur we're still doing that well because he just has a vortex of people being like oh katie's crazy hey katie's crazy she's so annoying like you can't even reason with her schwartz and he's just like i guess you're right i guess you're right and it's like no it takes two to ten i'm not saying she was a perfect wife but i'm saying you guys both really should look inward from what this was and i feel like she has done that so much so to go for a divorce Mm. and he has not made a single effort into that yeah, and it also gets into this area of like what's likability supposed to be. I For know. Schwartz, he just gets to what he has seemingly, not universally, but seemingly gotten away with an awful lot because mm-hmm. he is seemingly, to a lot of us, very likable. I don't know. Yeah. Versus Katie, who it's like everything she does, I maybe know. because she doesn't have that personality, let alone persona, and because of the ways that she has behaved as well, of course. It's just like what for LOL for Sandoval, for example, why does he find Katie so unlikable? Yeah, he finds all the I feel he finds like all the women so unlikable. I think he finds women who have voices that are Mm -hmm. different from his own Mm -hmm. incredibly unlikable. And I think in many ways, Schwartz agrees. Yeah. And I think it's like like he's never really liked. Katie or Lala, I feel, but them kind of coming into their own after their separations, he really just does not get it. And like, I think just as like, they're not, he feels like they're probably not owning up to anything that's on their side when it's like, no, they have. And like, it's like, Lala could do a little bit more probably from here and there for it's like mm. stuff like that. I mean, even though I love Lala so much, but uh, <laughs> I like truly my Perrier girl, but um, I, I like see it's, I see like where they could like feud here and there, but like mm. Sandoval doesn't meet any of them anywhere for anything yeah they take um boundaries as like a personal affront and it's also hard too the way that like if we're not if we weren't watching these episodes with like scandable eyes i feel a lot of people viewing it would be like oh katie lala and christina kelly are so annoying or like they're being so weird but it's like i feel like that's how i would be in real i'd be like maybe i would not be front and center again at the (laughs) wedding crash everything Mm. but like sulking being like this fucking sucks all of our friends are icing us out trying to have my ex-husband or soon to be hook up with this young girl who like is just in our group and they just want me to not feel comfortable doing anything. It feels like they were being like, oh, this." they were probably like, this could be Katie's last season. Mm. They probably were. I could, I could see if they were like, 
Schwartz, don't even worry. We're gonna get you and Raquel. Wow. Sheen, uh, Sheena Brock. Ari- mm-hmm. and, and like, uh, Ari- we're the new super majority. Exactly. And then like, they'd be like, Lala will come with us because she's not gonna wanna, she's a single mom. She's not gonna wanna like die on the hill of Katie. Mm. And it would just be, Kate, Katie would just be iced out completely. And you know, the production stuff, that's where this also becomes somewhat tenuous because obviously Katie being there at that resort, and I'm saying obviously, maybe it's not obvious to other people and they have every right to feel that way. But like, to me, it is like a little weird that she's at the resort, but also we're pretending that she had a choice in the matter. I think production was like, you're going. This is the thing that the cast is going to. If you don't want to show up at the wedding, probably good. But like for us, for storytelling, yeah. but like you're still going on this thing. I don't think Katie was in a position to be like, wow, I don't want to be anywhere near them. I think it was like, you don't want to either. You don't want to miss out on filming because I don't know how their contracts work. But say, if it's like, like New York. Real Housewives, you want to be there because you're not going to get paid if you're per not, episode. And this would be three episodes that she'd be missing. Yeah, that's in, that would be an insane... If I was her, I'd be like, 100%, I'm going on this trip. After paying for <laughs> divorce lawyers and everything. Absolutely. <laughs> and it's like, the there could be a conversation of like, why is Lala so often like running off to chill with Christina Kelly and Katie? Which like I sort of get Sheena on that. No, I, 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 I the thing where Lala did lose me and she, I was like, when she brought Christina Kelly to the first dinner, and she's like, I didn't know this was a wedding weekend activity dinner. I'm like, it's her wedding Why weekend. are you here? Yeah. Why are you here? But, you know, there is that, like, production aspect to it. And also, Katie not wanting Schwartz to hook up with someone in their friend circle is, to me, somewhat obvious you don't want a, a mutual no, friend to, like... Yeah hook up with your ex-husband, but also she doesn't want a member of the cast to be hooking up with her ex-husband because you can't walk away from it. You can't have any kind of separation if it's someone you're going to film with every day. And these people pretending that that is not what's existing is that little like layer of something over this where I'm like okay we're not we're pretending that like that's not why this is happening but like that's a pretty big part of why this yeah. is and that's why they're happening. why everyone on that side is really pushing for it yeah and it is interesting too where it is kind of like uh looking backwards how it's so crazy how like Ariana isn't that against it in Mexico it seems like she's not like because she was sitting at the table with them in and I know everybody like Ariana looks amazing. Team Ariana. But it was interesting. That moment caught. I was like, ever, like uh, I can't handle. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. I can't handle. Her, I, can't, disclaimer. I can't handle her friend Logan. Um, no, but it was just very interesting, I thought, when they were all like, uh, you need to make out with someone at the wedding. Mm. And Ariana was at the table. And I guess, like, I don't think she just wanted to be, a, she probably didn't want to be, like, a buzzkill. But, mm. like, being like, eh, Katie's here. But it was, th- that part just caught me a little bit, I have to say. Just because I, I, I'm neutral. I'm, I, I find faults with all of them. <laughs> so I had to. I feel like Ariana just wants to support everyone. Yeah. And also, she's not good friends with Katie, and I think she's probably trying to figure out a way to ensure that Raquel isn't necessarily isolated. They're business partners. She better help her out. Well, that's the other part too. I'm like, there's something about her that made you sign a contract for something about her. LOL, 100%. I wonder how that's going to be discussed. I would assume maybe not at all on the reunion. 
Because I think that's probably too inside baseball when we have this like fucking what's it called when you hit all the balls or whatever. Home run. Or what's the other? What's the thing where it's like a series of them? Whatever, whatever baseball term. Something. It's like and you should have asked Chris Manzo. I mean, <laughs> Chris, are you around? Um, but it's like that when. How are you going to do the inside baseball moment when there's this like record breaking series exactly. of homers taking place? I guess it's like, well, that brings me to the question. It's like, what are we going to chat about when it's just Sheena there? What do you mean? Oh, when it's like, just there's Sheena. no Raquel. So I guess like they need some topics there. I or... think it's going to be Sheena talking about Raquel, That's which true. is so fucking weird. I this know. whole thing. And it's, it, it, I just, I did not expect with any part of me that we would be in the situation that we are now where like it does seem somewhat apparent that the situation we were told happened when the TRO was you know signed or whatever is very very different from what actually occurred including the timing around Mm -hmm. Raquel signing with her comms team and then you know, requesting this TRL, I think a week after whatever happened, but not actually filing any kind of like police thing. And then telling people, according to Sandoval, that she was only doing this because of family stuff and her family doesn't want her to film. It's like a whole, it's a, it's it's so messy. It did make a lot. I feel even though she knew probably was so annoyed that the reunion was messed up and that all of these falsehoods were going around, did make a lot of people team Sheena. (laughs) <laughs> it did and I listened to her episode where she talked about it because she recorded an episode of her show with Lala the day that the TRL had been thrown out Ooh. so she like literally went to court that morning looked amazing I loved those photos looked amazing and then recorded her podcast and was like listen now that the this there's no legal implication here or maybe production implication too I can tell you exactly what happened Mm. and she was like here's the timing of all this when she laid out the timing I was like fuck me like that is really dark to think about this and she started crying at points and was like the the families that she saw while she was at the courthouse and she said she went up to people who I think were staffers at the court and apologized for the fact that their time had been wasting their time wasting their time and was like listen there are a lot of people here who are dealing with very serious circumstances and they should be afforded the opportunity to have that and it's like a little bit of that was taken away not only in the time that was potentially misused but also in the fact that someone did something mm-hmm. that maybe when they were writing down maybe didn't occur. occur and the reasons that they're filing for this a week after after not hearing from she like it's like th- whatever happened when she was like reaching for a phone or whatever else occurred and then almost a week later there was this legal implication when no one, when Sheena hadn't spoken to her, there was Unfollow, no conversation. There's no, they weren't going to talk to each other ever again. Yeah. Right. That's what Sheena was like. She's like, why would you think I would ever want to communicate with you? Yeah. It's just so, it just makes me feel so cringe. It's, it just makes me feel so awkward about it. It screams, oh, I went through three crisis PR teams in four days. <laughs> and apparently, I guess like, oh, yeah, I just, it's just, but I don't know. I don't, I just, it's a lot. And apparently, Raquel has some sort of like 
performative legal document that's not oh, actually oh, it's like not, been executed no. in any way that she like gives to Andy, but it doesn't actually mean anything. Oh, didn't he say he's like, it's not signed by anybody? It's just to It was pay- just like a thing to it, be like this imaginary situation. I'm giving you the Monopoly money. It's so like I can- Adriana with the... Letter no, from, from Marisol's <laughs> liver. <laughs> like it's a, there's a little bit of that, yeah. a little bit of like, like I have oh. a letter, and like you think it's gonna be something, and then it's and just nothing. it's just egg on your face. Yeah, it just is. I don't. I don't. I, if there was any question, which I'm sure there is, of like how does Raquel stay on this show if she even wants to be, uh, in addition to obvious mm-hmm. questions about like who would film with her and. Bueller, Bueller. <laughs> and like Ariana, the fact that she would go to the lengths that she allegedly did with Sheena. And again, all of this, who knows what actually happened. But if you were another cast member, it's like, why would I potentially Ooh. put myself in that kind of situation? No. I have no idea how she's going to respond. And there's no boundaries here from moral slash It's legal almost stuff. kind of like the whole... Phaedra candy moment oh when everyone was, which is so fucking bad. And I think that I think was almost, the worst thing. The, it's a worst thing, 100%. But it's a safe, but in the sense of it's like, I, no I think limit. no cast member yeah. was like, I'm not going to film with you after that. Yeah. I, I, there's nothing I want to say to you, nothing I want to say to you that's going to be filmed and made to feel like I'm on your side remotely. Yeah. And there's no bottom. No. And it's just with, I don't know, I don't know how this is going to work out. And I also wonder, like sliding doors style, I wonder how we would feel about Raquel had Scandal not happened. Like, would her quote unquote, Mm. like funny confessionals be landing? Would we Mm -hmm. think that she's like growing into herself and like becoming a little more open and freer in how she communicates and expresses not liking someone yeah. you know i feel she would just be very memeable where she's like i think this and this that this mm-hmm. and people would be like oh her and schwartz are just entering like their quote unquote villain era and it's like why it, i think it would have been a part with like oh i hate that for katie but i guess we do watch the show to watch kind of like sometimes like some things like this mm. happen and then i think it would have just been a bigger we would have had the same reactions like oh schwartz is trash mm. But I guess he's making out with Raquel, and I think that they would have made it out. But Raquel really could have also had a moment where she was just, like, the single girl, younger, ushering in more people. Because, mm-hmm. like, I fucking love her. I love Charlie. Like, her and Charlie are so fun together. It could have been a newer frontier of it all, kind of like on Summer House, how, like, Sam and uh, Gabby and Chris are to varying degrees. But, like, a younger element going into the mix and everything like that, too, where it could have been something like that. But now it is very much not that. And I wonder if she would even have been seen as a villain. Because mm. I wonder how much, like, yeah, I think that people would be looking at Katie potentially re-examining some of the critiques about Katie, potentially some of them, not necessarily all of them, yeah. but some of them maybe differently, but like maybe not. Like I, I think That's that, true. no, I think that would, I don't know. Yeah. I, it's like, go, I go back and forth because truly it's one of those things like, who knows how this would have gone? It it would have, but that's it. Would have been, been like just that good conversational stuff. It's like, oh, are you on Katie's side or Raquel's side? Oh, I can kind of see both sides because it's and it's that's like yeah. what makes like a very complex, captivating show mm. where you can like agree and just. Dis- there's like times where I'll like for some franchises where I'll like agree with someone for twenty minutes and disagree with them, and I'm like, what what's happening? So it would have been like a wave like that versus now 
Totally. Lines are so drawn. The complexity in some ways has been completely taken Mm -hmm. away because we're just watching this and some of us are like, LOL, we know what was happening while that was being filmed. So it's hard to even like listen to some of what's being said because we know it's honestly some of it's just like flat out not based in any kind of anything aside from like maybe a cover up like it it takes away from some of that complexity and then in some cases it compounds it maybe Mm -hmm. for some of us examining Raquel wouldn't be done at the level it's being done I yeah (laughs) except for Scandaval like maybe that wouldn't come up except to say you know to talk about whatever we're seeing on episodes I don't think we would be really deep diving to the extent that we are now that's real but listen, the conversation's going to continue. Forever and ever, probably. <laughs> you know I love you. Oh, I'm love obsessed you so with you. Thank you You're for coming to the cloth house. Uh, I, I might move in. I think you should. <laughs> listen, my rent's going up, so. <laughs> I should, air, uh, but except Airbnb, no. I think, is also against my lease. But like, <laughs> listen, mi casa, mi, co- mi oh. cloth is a soup cloth house. God bless you. I'll go with that. (laughs) Can you tell the AGs a little bit about your pods, what's coming up? And you have so many um, Bravo lebs and housewives who you've interviewed live and, you know, in studio, all that Uh, good stuff. Yeah, so it's a lot of fun. So if you're listening to AG, you probably would be more inclined to listen to virtual reality, my page six podcast that I do with Evan Real, who has been on uh andy's girls and he is just so much fun hashtag be real chat with be real <laughs> i that is his real last name it is so it funny really is. and it really we is. get to we like recap some bravo news of the week and then interview some of your favorite or not so favorite mm. bravo celebrities we try to be a little neutral as much as we can mm-hmm. um and so that comes out every thursday and it's a lot of fun and i also do if any of you are into True crime scams. Yes. Sometimes it overlaps. You know, Jen Shaw. Mm. Um, we I do not another true crime podcast with Betches Media every Monday, and we love Betches. We love Dylan. He yes. I come. I, he's he's not a part of it because he's too busy doing like daily episodes of his <laughs> Mansion All podcast, which I don't know how he does. But not another true crime is so much fun. And you could follow me on Instagram at Cashmere Danny Cashmere with a K. Love and guys. Oh my God. There is a Patreon episode up now. Deep diving, a true what the fuck detail of Schwartz's Watch What Happens, which includes many of your satchels of gold, your thoughts and feels, questions and concerns about all things Scandaval, Watch What Happens with Schwartz, VPR, all of that. Um, And so you can listen to that episode on the AG Patreon, patreon.com slash Andy's Girls. Follow me on social at Dame Galley. Lots of stuff coming up. So you're going to want to get a little bit of a heads up of some of that. And also, if you're celebrating or celebrated Easter and are celebrating Passover, Happy Pesach, just send in some love to everybody out there. Happy holidays, fam. Happy holidays. I mean, you can't get enough of a little holiday, a <laughs> little weekend holiday, a little spring fling. Um, Danny, thanks for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me. Guys, hope you're all doing okay. And we will chat with you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.